Sensors Podcast Consumers. Welcome to episode 22 of Common Sense Sundays with Gotella to the Wall. I am, of course, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke, and we are going to kick things off by saying uh, happy fourth anniversary to Gotella to the Wall. Uh, I don't want to say to the studio because this, this studio hasn't even been around four years, uh, but happy anniversary to everyone out there that has spent the past four years with us, uh, whether you've been here four years, two years, one year, two weeks, whatever it is. Uh, happy anniversary and thank you all for your support uh, for those of you that aren't familiar with anniversary episodes we're going to revisit some some previous stories especially from like four years ago it's really crazy to think uh, when this podcast started four years ago especially if you're in the U.S. to, to think about where we were <laughs> four years ago compared to now kind of wild uh, and we're not going to harp on that kind of stuff but we're going to revisit some some uh, some old stories uh, definitely give out a bunch of thank yous we are going to be mentioning every single patron on this particular episode and I preface the video feed uh, for those that are actually watching the full video feed uh, I, I did say if you're catching this this podcast for the first time like the absolute first time this is not the episode to, to listen to or watch for your first time out and I only say that because it is the fourth anniversary. We do a little, we do things a little bit differently. It, it's still enjoyable, uh, but but you're really not going to get as much of a, an idea of our regular format because because things get switched up. We're mentioning people that that you probably never heard of because they have been supporting the podcast for you know upwards of four years. Some some of these people have been around supporting us for four years. You know, two again, three years, two years, one year, whatever it is, uh, and and so. These people you haven't even heard of, but we this this is my opportunity to kind of revisit some things, give out a bunch of thank yous, uh, and, and just have a little bit of fun with it uh, outside of our normal format. Now we are still in a similar format, uh, but it, it, it's it's a little different from what you might hear if you caught uh, episode twenty one or episode twenty of Common Sense Sundays or even any of our older uh, Go Tell It to the Wall episodes, all of which are are, are great. Um, so definitely make sure you're checking those out first if this is the first time you are finding. Go tell us to the wall or and or common sense Sundays. So just keep that in mind. A caveat it with that. Definitely check out this episode. Listen to this episode. Download this episode. But if it is your very first one, this should not be your very first experience with Go tell us to the wall. It can be. You're still going to enjoy it. It's just that's my recommendation because uh, it's, it's my podcast and it's me yelling at a wall. And so I'm going to give you some some of those recommendations. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's been a really wild ride the past four years. and We're going to talk more about that. In fact, once we get through the opening, I'm gonna we'll have a little story time uh, for those of you that aren't familiar with the, with the the origins. I was about to say originations. Is that even a word? The origins of Go Tell to the Wall. Uh, so we're gonna talk a little bit about that as well. But we always kick things off, despite that four year anniversary plug, uh, with our social plugs. And you can keep up with us during episodes, after episodes, whenever, where, whenever you would like. <laughs> You know, whenever you're on social platforms, and you can do that in multiple locations, uh, head over to facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. That's our official Facebook page. Like that page, check back often. Uh, really, any any new content pretty much gets posted through that page, uh, and, and you're going to see it on there. You're also welcome to follow, like, you know, friend me, follow my own uh, Facebook profile, and you're going to get a lot of doubled up stuff there. Uh, and of course, our YouTube channel, head over to YouTube, search Go Tell Us the Wall, uh, subscribe to our channel. That's where you're going to find all of our Mental Health Mondays, uh, all of our parenting playlists, all of the, either whether they are live feeds from streaming or just video feeds, uh, since we have not been able to stream recently. All of that is on YouTube. 
and of course, you can follow my own personal Instagram, which is SoCalSean. That's right, SoCalSean. Uh, and, and thanks to Paul Smith of Zombie Teeth Clothing, we were actually getting quite a bit of love on the Instagram yesterday. Uh, so make sure you're checking that out. And most importantly would be our website, SeanOrWorkLive.com. That's right, SeanOrWorkLive.com. We'll take you to all those things I just mentioned. Uh, we'll take you to multiple platforms for the podcast itself so that you can subscribe and share it and do all those things. Uh, you're also going to find videos, photos, blog posts, and all that good stuff. And on there, you will find links to our Patreon campaign and our merch page. Patreon, for those of you not familiar with it, that is a way for you to support the podcast financially. Uh, you can do a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, whatever it is. Uh, and also a way for you to support many, many, many other artists out there. So, so make sure, even if you're not supporting us, you're checking out Patreon and checking out that merch page. There is new merch coming to that page soon. We've got a new design. I'm literally working on finishing it up. Not myself, because I am not a designer. I have friends that are talented uh, and can do these things. So we're working on a new design that's going to go up in the, the merch store as well. Keep an eye out for that. Uh, but, you know, four years in, it's a good time to get yourself a Go Tell It's the Wall t-shirt or sweatshirt or uh, what else is up there? <laughs> mug. Get a mug. I've got a mug here. This is this is a this is a one and only mug. Uh, so you're not actually going to be able to get this one. But it, it, to be honest, it's very similar. It's just not, uh, not a, a stupid rad uh, merch mug like this one. That reminds me, i got to make a little note here. Uh, let me do this. Uh, yeah. And like I said at the top of the episode, uh, is we're going to be mentioning all of our patrons throughout this this uh, this particular episode. Uh, and in fact, I want to... Uh, I want to take a moment right now uh, to mention our wall supporters. Now, unfortunately, I, I didn't put the framing correctly right now. So if you're watching on the video, you can see the bottom half of it. But behind me here... We have our wall supporters wall of fame. Uh, this we did a, a Indiegogo campaign uh, to bring some new new equipment in the studio. Gosh, about two years ago. It's been a while now, uh, and we were very successful. Brought in that new equipment. Some new stuff came into the studio to make it not only sound better but look nicer. Uh, so we have three people that, are, well, actually five people, but three individual donations uh, supporting with funds. Uh, they 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 are now permanently ensconced on this wall in the go tell to the wall studio uh and that would be chris and bridget hassong who <laughs> you're they're gonna get a couple of thank yous throughout the episode uh we've also got ray and jack o'rourke yes that o'rourke those are my parents if you're not getting support from your parents when you do things like this it, you know your parents have to enjoy what you do they have to love you so if you're not getting it it might not be for you just might not be and eric zeichner uh who is a big 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 time wall supporter all of them permanently just mem I don't want to say memorialized, <laughs> ensconced in fame here on the Go Tell It to the Wall, Wall Supporters, Wall of Fame. So thank you uh, for supporting us really over the years. All, all five of these people uh, have, have been longtime supporters. Uh, and in fact, Chris and Bridget Hassong uh, are not only patrons, but they have long worked uh, on the podcast itself as on-air producers, uh, fact-checking, all kinds of that stuff. Uh, so big, big thank you to everybody on that board. Um, as we cross this four-year threshold, uh, that is go tell it to the wall. Uh, and we're going to move on to, oh, no, that's what I want to get into. What I want to get into is a little bit of story time. Uh, four years ago, I would about four and a half years ago, the idea of go tell it to the wall was born. Uh, I'll be honest, I had actually just finished working, finished out a contract at Universal, uh, Universal Studios Home Entertainment. So I was working in their film division at Universal. Working in the, For those of you uh, that live in Los Angeles or you're familiar with Los Angeles, I worked in the big, the big building, the, the uh, Comcast building there, right off the 101. Finished up my year contract there. Didn't really know what to do. Had a pregnant wife. 
uh, had, did some interviews, you know, was kind of deciding what to do. And my background, as mentioned on episode zero and on many other episodes, is, is really in live entertainment, live hosting. I had never done anything podcast-wise, uh, with the exception of guesting on Behind Spacecast and Puppycast, which uh, that's because there's some friends of mine. And actually, uh, the, the individual who runs Some Things Not Right Studios was, was uh, involved in those podcasts. So outside of that, I had no podcast experience. Some, I had my own radio show for a little while, independent, really terrible radio show. And I decided, maybe this is for me. And my wife uh, was out at a work event one night, and I'm sitting at home, I had no kid yet, sitting at home, having a couple drinks, and I'm farting around on the computer. And I decided, you know what, that's it. And somehow, it, it came to me, it's not, I'm not talking like Doc Brown in, in Back to the Future, like, came to me, the flux capacitor. No, I, I said, you know what, what, what is me? What is my personality? And the concept of Go Tell It to the Wall was born. Obviously, if you're not familiar with it, it's, it's a play on uh, Go Tell It from the Mountain. So it's go tell it to the wall because nobody nobody really cares to listen to me despite the fact that, you know, 15 to 20,000 people actually listen to this, which is nothing. It's a drop in the bucket compared to a lot of others out there. The interesting thing was I actually created a Facebook group. Uh, nobody on it or a Facebook page. Nobody on it or anything. I sat on it for like six months, uh, five, six months. So this would have been like May of 2016. Well, fast forward to September of 2016 and I'm out at Burning Man. Uh, which was something I, I would do every year prior to uh, to having a daughter. I'm sitting on the porch uh, at my camp, and somehow this subject came up. And uh, and this is a big shout-out to both of these individuals are going to get additional shout-outs uh, for being patrons, uh, but also for, for inspiring and kind of pushing uh, me to finally just dive into it. Uh, and that would be Dante Matamor, who also happens to be my brother, uh, and Perry Freeze. Uh, and, and they sat there and, and really encouraged me without even realizing what they were doing. Uh, I came back from the burn that year, would have been the, the very end of September. Now it took me a, a, a little while, a couple weeks to really get everything together and, and finally walk into a studio. And I walked into not even a studio. I walked into my spare bedroom uh, at my wife and I's old house, which was 760 square feet. Obviously, when we had a kid, we had to get, get a larger house. Uh, and, and I would just I would set up a quick, you know, had a GoPro I had a uh, microphone, not nearly as nice as this one that you're seeing if you're watching the video feed, uh, and a computer, <laughs> and, and an iPad. I had an iPad at the time. It was wild. And uh, I just, I just kind of dove in and started yelling at a mic. Uh, so it's a huge thank you to Dante and Perry uh, for really pushing me over that line uh, and, and just inspiring me to, to kind of just, just dive in head first. Dive in head first. And, uh, and there were so many concepts flying around that. Um, that, that kind of got sussed out over time, but that was, that was kind of, it, it was not only sitting there and coming up with Go Tell Us The Wall, but it was, it was people, um, giving me that, that encouragement to just kind of do it and Go Tell Us The Wall was born four years ago was born. Um, and like I said, we're, we're going to have some story time to it. A lot of, some of this is just therapy for me, but it's for the people that have been around for four years, you, you appreciate some of these stories. And, uh, and, and, and it's interesting to just kind of see how much we've grown. I, I look at the video, it's, I shared for patrons only, uh, I shared the first time ever video clip, uh, from episode zero, which was just a, a GoPro just sitting in the corner. Wasn't even set up well. I just kind of threw it there. I had a, a, an old GoPro, uh, and, and. To look at that versus like now is is wild. It's absolutely wild. All right, let's get in on get on to some digital trends. Uh, and one more thing, I will say, 
it, it was around episode 20 of Go Tells the Wall that, that we started the live streaming. We are going back to the live streaming. I'm still just working on troubleshooting all of this. Trust me, I love the live streaming uh, as much as, as some other people do. And we don't get a huge crowd on the live stream, but I love the interaction. Uh, and, and all of you out there listening, you know who you are when we get on the live streams and, and have some fun with it. And we're going to get back to that. It's just a matter of time. Um, it's just a matter of, of troubleshooting and, and getting the bandwidth all sorted out here. It's It's been quite a challenge, but but I absolutely want to get back to the live streaming. So digital trends, uh, each section for this episode is going to be brought to you by a couple patrons. This one is brought to you by the great Chris Hassong and Bridget Hassong, who, like I said, are not only patrons uh, and, and really should probably have their names on the wall because they supported that as well, uh, but, but have helped to actually move the podcast along outside of just financial contributions. And, and thank you to Chris and Bridget both for that. Uh, you, you know, I hope you know how much it's appreciated. Um, and really, they've been here almost really since the beginning of Go Tell Us the Wall, just about since the beginning. Uh, so digital trends, we're going to revisit some of these things, horrible social media challenges. This has fed the content machine of Go Tell Us the Wall for an entire four years. Four years. Four years ago, uh, it was the Grace Wetpants Challenge and planking. And then we moved on to the Tide Pods Challenge. So many different challenges. And it kind of went full circle a couple weeks ago with the Benadryl Challenge. If you're not familiar with that one, definitely listen to episode 20 uh, of Common Sense Sundays. Because that's actually a serious thing. If you're not familiar with it and you have kids, especially tween teen kids, you, you absolutely need to be aware of it. Uh, but it's just never ending. The good thing is, uh, sometimes stupidity is content. So I don't want people getting hurt, obviously. It's, it's dumb, uh, but it has fed the content machine for, for an entire four years. Four years. It's, it's just crazy to think about all the, the silly challenges. And as much as I don't like TikTok, TikTok has brought out a lot of these dumb challenges that are just thanks for the content. Uh, and that's something we've really done for four years is, is just looked at what kind of content we can put out there and whether it's laughable uh, or more importantly involves common sense. And really just about every challenge I've seen come across in the past four years, even before that, uh, you can involve common sense in some way, even the good ones. You know, there, there are good challenges. I always say that the ice bucket challenge that, that actually raised money, you know, but eating Tide Pods, that's not doing any good for anybody. It's just not. Uh, gross influencers. It's another thing that's been around for four years. Now, I've, I, I don't like the term influencer it's just it's so strange to me uh, and then everyone's like well I'm an influencer I'm an influencer I'm an influencer so you just it, it for those of you that have ever worked in the film industry and I'm sure it's like this in other industries uh, all you have to do is put producer on a business card and you're actually a producer you can call yourself a producer that's that's what goes on with these influencers but they can also just be a bad influence uh, on other people and and some of them are just wrong like the Jake Pauls of the world. We have a lot of them running around on YouTube. Not literally running around YouTube, but putting videos on YouTube and influencing kids in the wrong way. I, I remember, like, I've never, was never, it, once the podcast was born is when I started paying more attention to influencers outside of people that I actually knew. You know, I, I know a few influencers and broadcasters that actually do good stuff. These are usually artists and musicians and stuff. Uh, but, like, Jake Paul, I never even realized this was a thing. Uh, and And then here I am having to, to watch videos and read articles about some guy running around going, what are those? And looking at someone's feet, which I still don't even understand what the fuck that means. I don't. I don't. Terrorizing neighborhoods and stuff. Uh, and then, of course, we have just some sneaky weird, like the Cole and Savs of the world, who are... You can debate whether they're taking advantage of their children just by having them on video. I, I won't sit here and say that's a terrible thing just overall. Uh, but obviously, we've seen from them their April Fool's type stuff. that They're not... They're not doing things the way parents should be doing things. 
They're just not. That's not how you treat your children. Uh, you don't tell your children. You don't play April Fool's pranks on your children. You just don't. Not not your young children. Maybe you got a 16-year-old at home. You don't prank away on April Fool's Day. I don't like April Fool's, but teenagers, fair game. As long as you're, you know, you're joking around and having something fun. Teenagers, fair, fair game. Oh, all right. I want to talk about some more recent stuff. Uh, National Coming Out Day. Hashtag National Coming Out Day. This is actually one of my favorite things. Uh, now, I can't relate because I, d- I never had to come out. Uh, but the reason it's one of my favorite days is I enjoy seeing the stories. Now, there are obviously some stories that aren't so great. Uh, but I, I know people personally that have really great stories about coming out where they were so nervous and maybe their, their parents were like, yeah, no, we know. You know, something like that. So I always enjoy these stories. And I think on a, on a much larger level, uh, it's helping younger people out there that are, that are coping with their own sexuality uh, to be able to see how other people have handled it and, and see encouragement and see that this can be, I don't even want to say normal because it should be normal. It should be. In fact, I saw a meme like the other day, and it was like, "Why are why do we say things like gay marriage?" You know, and they're like, "I didn't go gay gay grocery shopping and gay park my car today, so it's just to me, it's just marriage." And it's like, yeah, so I don't want to not normalizing, but we still have a stigma out there, um, especially depending where you live. So it's great for younger people to be able to see this that that we we have come a long way since I was a kid, even, and I can't imagine like you know the generation and before me how, how how far we've come since they were kids. It's it's really amazing. It's really amazing. Uh, so I encourage you to check some of those out and show your support as much as you can. Um, and I will say, uh, there's one more thing. I want to say there is a trend going around, which I actually appreciate, and I think I'm going to participate. Uh, and that's it. that is how it's how it started versus how it's going or how it ended. Uh, and if you haven't seen this one out there, there's some really funny ones. And it, it, it's basically, uh, you know, you see some family pictures, and it's like how it started, and it's a family with young kids and then older kids. There's some funny ones, how it started, and it's a bottle of Patron, and the next square is just, it's just a black square. And it's like, oh, I can relate a little too much to that one. <laughs> I, I always tell people, people, you drink tequila? And I'm like, well, if I do, I end up dancing on tables. The last time I really drank a lot of tequila, uh, I bought drinks for the entire bar, the entire patio at El Torito in, Ven- in uh, Ventura, <laughs> not in Ventura, in Tarzana on Ventura Boulevard. Uh, I was a college, I was a film student at the time, didn't have a lot of money. So yeah, I don't recommend drinking a lot of tequila unless you can handle it. But uh, but check that one out. I think we're going to share one for the podcast. I just got to get around to actually doing it. But the one thing I want to say, uh, and I've, I've, I've said this many times, I don't know how recently, but when it comes to digital trends, usage, and opinions on digital platforms, keep in mind that even if you see your entire feed flooded with things, especially Twitter, you may see trends on Twitter and all these other things, and I'm not even talking about algorithms right now like we've been talking about over the past few weeks. I am talking about realizing that it is a fraction of the population. You're not getting a majority opinion here. Now, that could end up being the majority opinion, but people who are using Twitter, it's like 2% of the population or something crazy like that. 2%. So think about that when you're like, oh, this clearly is the way. Like, Maybe not. Even if the entire platform is going that way, it's 2% of the population. Two. Now, don't quote me on that. I, I, I can't remember the exact percentage, but it is, it's small, like 2%. It's not, it's not a large percentage. It's, it's not even double digits of, of the population that actually uses uh, Twitter. So keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. All right, we're going to move along some COVID updates here. I want to keep this one positive for, uh, for the fourth anniversary uh, fourth anniversary show here. Uh, and this one is actually brought to you by Dante Sematamore and Cynthia Sematamore. Yes, my, my brother-in-law and my mother-in-law. 
See, you got to have family supporting you. That's how it works. Family supporting the podcast. Otherwise, who's going to support you? Uh, now, I, I, like I said, I want to keep it positive. We still have a long way to go. Uh, and we're seeing more and more of it every day. And we're seeing increases here in Los Angeles. We're seeing increases around the country. In fact, I did see, this is one negative thing I will say, I did see a, a uh, you know, one of the models from uh, like experts, scientists, people that know a lot more than I do. And it was predicting that e- with social distancing and mask wearing, we could lose uh, close to 400,000 lives by February. Without social distancing and mask wearing, that model actually shows like 500 something thousand that we could lose by February. So we're nowhere near out of it. But today I want to focus on some of the positives. And for me personally, it's uh, I've, I've stopped smoking. I still am not smoking which is amazing. I came close the other day. Oh, did I come close the other day? Uh, the, the, the nicotine addiction is a real thing. Uh, I'm not biting my nails, <laughs> which is funny. I, I was a nail biter for uh, basically my entire life. Basically my entire life. You know what it took for me to stop uh, was you can't touch your face or you could get COVID and die. So ever since March, when this became a serious thing, I stopped biting my nails. I, I, ever since I was able to bite my nails, I think I've been a nail biter. Young kid, na- biting my nails. Uh, and I've actually lost some weight. Lost weight, amazingly enough. Uh, and interestingly enough, I will say, there's a couple things out there. I, I was a, am, was a, a fast food eater. Now, not like every day, uh, but I would usually have fast food like once or twice a week. It was just kind of my little treat to myself. I think cutting that out, because I haven't had fast food in months, uh, that and I, I can't recommend enough an air fryer. An air fryer. You you're gonna save so many calories and like I love French fries. Love French fries. It's one of my favorite foods around. Carne asada fries might be my favorite food. Period. The air fryer is the way to go if if you enjoy those kind of things. That's gonna just that in itself is gonna help you lose weight because I haven't been more active. I've actually been walking less than I used to. I used to walk like two miles a day with my kid, uh, but changing other things has actually uh, enabled me to lose weight. Uh, I think, and I think this goes for everybody, we're all learning to appreciate friends and family more. Um, whether we're at home with that family, you appreciate being at home with them and, and building those relationships. Uh, or if you can't see parts of your family right now, you're learning to appreciate that more. Uh, that, that maybe we were spoiled by being able to see friends and family as often as we did. You know, uh, And I think having that appreciation is definitely something positive that can come from it. Making new friends digitally. Uh, this has been me as I've, I've been kind of I've been making a lot of friends digitally uh, ever since the the pandemic started uh, a lot of it in relation to, to like the music scene, uh, but building those relationships digitally. And I always say, like, uh, like I said, two percent digital platforms, haha, social platforms. Yes, I get it. Uh, but sometimes you can create meaningful relationships uh, via digital platforms. And that is actually I've, I've found new people to work with on stuff. Uh, I found pe- just new friends. Uh, new people to collaborate with, and new people to commiserate with, whether it's mental health, me- mental illness, you know, like I said, the music scene, you know, professional sport, whatever it might be. There is there is that advantage to it. And having more compassion. Having more compassion uh, is, I think, I don't want to say everybody, because I know there's a, a large contingent of the population that, that has not had compassion, like it has not increased their compassion, but I think a lot of people, their their compassion has increased. Uh, and not only because of the pandemic, because of uh, the increase in protests and awareness over racial injustice. These are these are good things. Now, I'm not saying it's good things that that uh, people of color are being killed, uh, but we have hit a point where it's not completely changing. I've I said that before. It's probably not going to completely change in my lifetime, but it is improving. 
these are things that I've never seen in my lifetime. So that's a, that's a positive side to it. Uh, and new routines to cope. I think these are some people like for me, I, I probably won't, I won't be eating fast food. I won't be smoking cigarettes. Like even after the pandemic's over, you know, I won't be smoking my vape, whatever it might be. I'm not going to have that smoking nicotine. Uh, and so those new routines can be good. Now, of course, the anxiety uh, of uncertainty is, uh, is, is really crazy. Um, and I will say you say to you in respect to four years of go tell us the wall four years ago, who would have ever thought we could be to this point? Not only personally for me with the podcast, but just this pandemic. Who would have thought it could get this bad? You, you never would have thought it. But here we are. And all we can do is, is work to get through it. All right, let's talk about some mental health. That's right. Uh, if you didn't catch it, it was actually from episode 20. But we had a really good, important mental health clip that was posted this week. So please make sure you're checking that out if you don't. Even if you listen to episode 20, but maybe you didn't pay as much attention to that because I think it's very important, especially because yesterday was uh, hashtag mental health awareness day. Um, I say this every year and I'm going to say it again. It's great that we bring awareness to mental health. Uh, It's actually mental health awareness week and then mental health awareness day. It's great that we bring awareness to that, but I think it's important to remember uh, for those people out there that don't suffer from a mental illness or have mental health problems, it's great that, you know, you, you bring awareness for a day and share these hashtags and everything else. Keep in mind uh, that those of us that deal with it, deal with it 365 days a year. It it doesn't go away because we shared some hashtags. uh, And that's not to make you feel bad. It's just to keep in mind that, you know, it's, it's like, Oh, check on your, your friends with, with mental health issues on mental health awareness day. Also check on your friends with mental health issues in January, February, March, April, May, and so on and so on. That is an important thing to keep in mind. It doesn't change. It doesn't change. Same thing with Nashville coming out day. Not everybody's coming out on National Coming Out Days. Plenty of plenty of younger people are dealing with issues uh, around that year round, especially depending on their family life, their community, whatever it might be. They're dealing with that year round. Uh, and I, I knew from the beginning of Go Tell It to the Wall uh, because I have struggled with mental illness all of my life, uh, really since my late teens when it became apparent that I that I, I had a, a debilitating mental illness. But looking back, I, I know know that I've dealt with it uh, my entire life. I can pick up instances from when I was a young child and was having mental health issues, dealing with mental illness, uh, whatever it might be. So I knew from the beginning of Go Tell It to the Wall that that was something that I wanted to talk about Uh, because it took me a long time to become vocal about it. I hid so many things uh, when it came to my mental illness. Nobody really knew the extent of things I was dealing with. In fact, I even get it nowadays, still to this day, because I'm pretty decent at hiding it uh, outside of people that, you know, I can't hide it so much from my wife. It's just, I don't, I can't. Uh, but as far as social interactions, I, I, I hide it pretty well. And, and people, people often say to me when they realize that I have a mental illness, like a debilitating, what can be a debilitating mental illness, they go, but you seem so evenly keeled. It's like, yeah, I seem that way. But it's, it's the duck thing. You know, above the surface, make it look calm. Below the surface, paddle like hell. That's... That's how a lot of people that deal with mental illness, that, that's how their life is. And I knew from the beginning, like I said, because even if it was one young person that didn't have to deal with that stigma as, as long as I did, then it was worth it to me. And there are plenty of people out there, uh, you know, and it's not only have I become more open as I've gotten older, but society as a whole has become much more accepting of mental illness. 
mental health problems, more open about talking about these things. And again, in my lifetime, it's crazy to see that increase. Even over the past four years, it's crazy to see that increase. But as much as it's increased and we're seeing that and people are talking more openly and there are more resources out there, we still have a long way to go. A long, long, long way to go. But we will get there. And that's why I talk about mental health issues and mental illness because it's very personal to me. And I think it's very important that these things are talked about so that we can end the stigma. Absolutely. Uh, one more thing I want to talk about in mental, mental health is panic attacks. I actually had a bad panic attack this week. Uh, Wednesday was not a good day for me, and I'm only sharing this with you so that you know it's okay. These things happen. Uh, but, but two sides to this. If you're somebody who suffers from these things, it's, like I said, it's okay. Uh, I, I dealt with that Wednesday and Thursday I was useless. My wife kind of knows that when it gets really bad, my, my body physically shuts down. And that's how it is for a lot of people that deal with real panic attacks. I'm not talking about stress. I'm talking about panic attacks, hyperventilating, where you f get physically ill. So don't mix those up. Please think about using certain terminology. Because panic attacks can, that can mean a whole different thing to a lot of people. Whole different thing. It's not just stress. It's not. Oh, and I screwed that up. That, that mental health section was brought to you by our patrons Tom Yostin and Perry Freeze. Yes, the Perry Freeze that uh, helped to inspire actually diving in uh, to Go Tell It to the Wall podcast. And Tom, who is actually our newest patron uh, and, and is a great example of someone that I've become friends with through the scene and, and have increased that, that friendship uh, through, uh, through digital platforms because... It's funny, Tom uh, actually does not live that far from me. I, I it, it's not it's not like down the street, but I, I can I can drive there. I you know we've actually been to concerts together, not realizing it, uh, but we we're everyone's forced to connect digitally right now. Uh, so thank you to Tom and Perry uh, for being patrons and supporting us in so many ways. And moving on to parenting, parenting, uh, and this one's going to be brought to you by Seth Rosenberg and Kevin Jones specifically did this one uh, because Seth is a a new father. New father uh, with Johanna there, uh, just had a baby, and uh, and Kevin is uh, is 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 expecting. He will be having a baby. I can't remember due dates, but uh, so of course this one this this parenting segment is brought to you by uh, Seth Rosenberg and Kevin Jones, uh, and also m my little big sister Juliet, uh, who is married to Seth and uh, and and has also been a big supporter of the podcast. Um, not specifically a patron, but it's always funny to unpack those things because you're like, all right, well, you may as well, you know, you're pretty much a patron there. Um, I will say four years ago, parenting, I was not a parent yet. Uh, I knew it would be part of it. This is something that was discussed kind of from the beginning was being like a cool dad. And I was like, well, I'm not a cool dad, but maybe we can incorporate parenting. And that's something that, that's been involved uh, from the beginning. And in fact, the uh, the the first the first episode uh, that we missed the first episode of Go Tell It to the Wall was missed once we started the first week that was missed was actually for the birth of my daughter uh, my daughter arrived uh, five and a half weeks early and was born on November 11th when she was due uh, beginning of December she's a bit of a bit of a surprise and I was actually prepping a show uh, while I was sitting in the in because my, my wife had a doctor's appointment prepping the show for that night uh, while I was sitting in the in the uh, in the doctor's office with her, and and sure enough, doctor comes in and says, "Oh, um, you're gonna have this baby today," and which everything went crazy, and and we scrambled, and and my my daughter was born uh, at at 4:54 uh, the the following morning on November 11th. 
that was a Thursday. That would have been November 10th. Um, but that's when we fully went into the hospital and, and, and my life changed completely. And I will tell you, there's such a cliche, um, you know, anyone who's not a parent hears it and you're like, ah, yeah, whatever. It's such a cliche. Now <laughs> you don't know unconditional love, uh, in, in, until you have a kid. I mean, I mean, you can, but that I never knew what that was, uh, in, in, until I was looking at a kid. And, and sure enough, I, I have pictures of my daughter right here, uh, that I sit and stare at, uh, on the wall, uh, as I, as I record this podcast. Um, that is one thing as I also, I also, uh, for those of you that remember from the very beginning of the podcast is we used to have a cat in the studio. Uh, my cat that I had had for, for 13 years, uh, passed away a couple years ago, but I keep, I keep the, the ashes from my, from my cat, uh, right here on the desk. So she's always, uh, forever in the studio with me. And I know it's, you know, people are like, oh, it's a cat. It's a cat. Hey. <laughs> from a mental health perspective, that cat got me through a lot of tough times. Um, I had the cat before I, before I met my wife, in fact, uh, so these are things important to me that, that I, that I keep up here, but you, you just, you never know. It's such a cliche, but you never know. Uh, you, you just, you, once you see that, that, that human, it, it's a, it's another level of, of love. And, and the cliche is seeing your heart outside your body. Shit. It is like that. Uh, then of course it can be tough times. Uh, accidents happen. And in fact, as I was prepping the show today, uh, my wife was, was getting my, my, my daughter ready to, uh, to go in for a nap, to go and take a little nap. And, uh, of course, uh, you know, uh, we even do this as adults. It's like, okay, well, let's go potty and then we're going to go take a nap. So she's in there and I'm, I'm prepping the show and I hear, I just hear like, no, 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 no. And I was like, oh God, what just happened? And apparently my, my daughter who's, you know, sitting on like a toddler potty that we have in the bathroom, uh, she leaned forward a little too much, spilled the potty, pee all over the bathroom floor. Uh, so here I am trying to prep a show and, and scrambling with paper towels and, and rags and, and mops and everything and, and trying to get my kid changed because she's, of course, got pee on her, wiping her with white. It was a whole thing. So as much as it's great seeing your heart outside your body, sometimes your heart spills a potty of pee all over the bathroom floor and you got to deal with that. Uh, that being said, well worth it. Well worth it. Tantrums, everything else, absolutely well worth it. Just I can't can't describe enough... Uh, how how much it is well worth it and it's been for me from a parenting perspective it's been a wild ride ever since 2016 and uh and my daughter's birth will kind of always correspond with a with a presidential election her birthday will will basically correspond with a presidential election because she was born days after uh the election there in 2016 all right before we get into some entertainment news and i tell some more stories here i want to give a couple big thank yous uh, now this is uh, some of these have have supported financially uh, through Indiegogo campaigns and everything else, but these are people that have really been around either from the beginning or or have become big fans and and haven't been mentioned in with patrons and and wall supporters and everything else or people that have worked on the podcast. Uh, now one of those would be something's not right studios. Uh, for those of you that aren't aware, uh, the 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 person in charge of something's not right studios actually also helped to get Go Tells the Wall off the ground. Once once I dove in, I didn't really know what I was doing, and uh, I, I required some some advice. Uh, so thank you to Something's Not Right Studios uh, for giving me that from the beginning because that, that, that built a foundation uh, for a lot of, of what we do here at Go Tells the Wall. And, of course, Laura Garrett, my sister Laura Garrett, uh, who is one of my absolute favorite people and has supported through Indiegogo campaigns. Uh, but not only that, actually 
has sat in the studio helping with prep, uh, has done lots of things, uh, keeps my daughter entertained at times when I'm trying to work. Uh, you know, that's what ants do. Uh, so thank you to Laura, who I'm actually going to mention again here because th- today is also another big anniversary for me personally. Uh, and and I, I think a lot of listeners will be able to relate to that one based on the scene. Uh, also, Paul Smith of Zombie Teeth Clothing. I've mentioned Paul a couple times on this podcast uh, for, for showing so much support to Go Tell It's the Wall and everything that we do uh, and, and really all the cross-promotion that you've done uh, has, has just been just been fantastic. And I, like, I couldn't ask for more out of, a, out of a friend, especially a friend that, uh, that I just met digitally. And you know, we relate on a lot of things, but, uh, but it, 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 it's, I can't express enough thanks for all the sharing that's done there. And also Dougie Horn, uh, who's also out there in the UK, uh, has done a lot of sharing and always makes sure... Sh- I don't think Dougie misses a single episode, uh, as with all the other people that I've mentioned thus far throughout this episode. Uh, and then Mario Diaz and John Ford are two also close personal friends of mine. Uh, John Ford works on the Cinema Craptaculous podcast, and Mario uh, has, has recently started doing a lot of collaborative stuff with them. Uh, they have been fans of the podcast and supporters really from the very beginning and, and continue to this day uh, to not only share things, but just to give me personal... Uh, personal inspiration, not the right word, but just personal, uh, uh, in, yeah, I guess inspiration. It's just personal inspiration to, to keep moving forward kind of on everything. Uh, and most importantly would be my family. Uh, like I said, my parents who are actually on the wall supporter board here, uh, but especially to my wife, uh, who has put up with this for four years. And, and I am not an easy person to live with in general. I, I fully recognize that. Uh, and let alone when I'm trying, when I'm banging my head against the wall or yelling at a wall, whatever it might be. Uh, so big thank you to my wife Diana uh, for for constantly putting up with 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 my shit and and, and encouraging me. That's the word I was looking for. Uh, John and Mario also very much encouraging me to to keep moving forward on this and 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 constantly knowing that that it's tough, but this is this is what has to be done. And uh, and it's just it's. I, I can't thank everybody enough, like I said, especially my wife, Diana. All right, moving on to uh, entertainment news. That's right. Entertainment news is going to be brought to you by our patrons, Pablo Whitman, and I'm going to go ahead and say it, number one wall fan, Darshan. That's right. Both of them are patrons. Pablo is is an avid listener. Uh, Darshan has been around since the very beginning. That is why she gets the number one wall fan moniker. I have... Uh, I've threatened to take it away, but we are under agreement that, that she has earned her place, Darshan. And, uh, and thank you for, for also being a patron over the past few years. Uh, number one wall fan, Darshan. And Pablo. I just I always give extra love to Darshan. And if you go back to Celebration, Darshan, she's sitting in the studio along with many other uh, patrons and, and wall supporters. All right, entertainment news. 2016 World Series. That's right. I still like to take a little bit of credit for the 2016 World Series, despite the fact that I'm not a Cubs fan. Uh, the Cubs hadn't won a World Series in a very, very, very long time. That happened in 2016, and I'm pretty sure it's because I was wearing my Jaws 18 shirt. For those of you not familiar with Jaws 18, uh, that's the spoof movie that's featured in Back to the Future 2. Uh, Back to the Future 2 predicted that the Cubs would win the World Series in 2015. They did not win the World Series in 2015. They won it in 2016. But as I said four years ago on this very podcast, well, actually not quite four years ago. I don't. They hadn't. Well, it was right around the, right around then when they won. I'd have to go back and look at the date uh, in re- in comparison to October 7th. Uh, no, no, they would have still been in the playoffs. Anyway, unimportant. I'm so thrown off sports-wise because, like, why is baseball, like, being played right now? It's, it's, like, October, and we're not even, we're, like, barely in the playoffs for baseball. Uh, anyway, 
and for those I said back then that Back to the Future 2 actually did get it correct because they predicted 2015, uh, but for those of you that are American baseball fans, uh, you might remember in 1994 we didn't have a World Series. So while the year was off for Back to the Future 2, uh, it was the same amount of World Series winners to get to the Cubs because it had to be pushed forward by a year because we missed a World Series in there. So pretty sure Back to the Future 2 was correct, and I'll say it again, and I will say uh, as much as I, and I said this back then, as much as I am a Red Sox fan, uh, I'm a bit of a Cubs fan too. My first baseball game was a Cubs-Padres game, and uh, my grandmother passed away in 2017, and I, I, I often think of her uh, as, as grateful that she was able to see a World Series from the Chicago Cubs. She was a big Chicago sports fan, uh, and she got to see every single one of her teams win championships, the last one being the Cubs in 2016. All right, uh, finding live music again. This was something that really corresponded with beginning of Go Tell to the Wall. Uh, and this is a little bit of story time for me personally. Is, is I, was, I was very heavy into the scene in, in the 90s and, and early 2000s, going to shows a lot. I kind of just I got caught up with film school and everything else, and I wasn't going to live shows as much. Now, I was keeping up with music. I have my favorite bands that I was literally buying albums the day they came out. You know, even even prior to uh, iTunes and stuff, I was buying physical CDs uh, and then downloading on iTunes once that was around. But I wasn't going to shows, and and I found that joy again, uh, just over the past few years, and it and it has has really changed things for the better. Uh, and I bring this up for me just as a story time, but also find find things that bring you joy in life. You know, find things, and this was something for me that I wasn't as active in over the past two years have become extremely active in the scene once again. Uh, in fact, I was talking to Laura earlier today, and it was, and she was like, we went to so many shows a year ago in October, and it was sure enough, and I'm going to tell you about one of those shows in just a minute, because that happened a year ago today, uh, is find that happiness. Find that what makes you happy and, and from an entertainment perspective. And for me, it, it was live shows. It's, it's always been music. It was live shows back then, but I rediscovered that, uh, and it has brought me back to a community uh, that I wasn't as active in as I was at one time and, and has brought me joy just personally. Absolutely. Relationships with, with friends, uh, you know, just an outlet uh, and, and just personal, you know, joy for me. And I will say, save, save venues right now, please. If, if you're somebody that likes live music, uh, whether it's punk rock, Scott, like I do, you know, whatever kind of live music, keep an eye on the venues around your town. Uh, because there's a lot of campaigns out there where you can help support and, and keep venues running for when this pandemic is actually over. Uh, and from speaking of bands, one year ago today, one year ago today, uh, was that, and this is crazy because I know a lot of people that don't realize this about me that I've met through this band. Uh, it was one year ago today that I saw the Barstool Preachers for the very first time, the very first time. Didn't even go to a Barstool Preachers show. Went to see Bad Cop, Bad Cop at Alex's bar down there in Long Beach. And this is just for me. Like, nobody really cares that much. But I, rem I you have moments throughout your life, if you're, especially if you're a music fan, but really whatever it is you're into, where you look back and you're like, that was an amazing moment. And for me, Barstool Preachers was one of those moments because I had no idea who they were. I'm there with my sister, Laura. We go to, every, we go to like every freaking show together. And we're sitting there and just like, both of us kind of standing toward the back. And we just kept looking at each other, and I, and she'll she'll still say to this day, like she's like, I could I I've never seen that face on you, because like my jaw just dropped, and I look at her like, they'd be playing a song, and I was just like, it it was crazy, and I that night an obsession was born, 
Uh, to the point now where I've actually found a lot of friends uh, through Barstool Preachers. We actually have a, a Facebook group. Uh, Barstool Preachers fan group. So if you are a Preachers fan, uh, definitely check out that group. If, if, if you haven't heard of the Barstool Preachers, definitely check them out. And in honor of that, I'm actually wearing the first Barstool Preachers shirt that I ever owned. I'm sorry, Paul, it is not your art. You hadn't done any of the art yet. But I still, I think the majority of my shirts are Zombie Teeth art. Uh, so such a, such a way we've come since then. Just It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy to me to think. Because it's, it's funny, this happens a lot. Uh, like in my house, my wife would be like, "Man, that that feels like uh, that feels like just yesterday." And then I'll be like, well, "Yeah, but think about this," and she'll be like, "Oh yeah," and I'm like, "That was a year ago," and she's like, "It doesn't feel like that long." You know, it's 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 funny how time is is kind of fleeting when it comes to things like that. And and to, when whenever you have something to, you know, you're like, "Oh, that was a year ago," and I was kind of waiting for this memory to come up. Uh, and then I'm, I'm waiting for the next one because in a couple weeks is going to be the memories from when I went to see uh, Barstool Preachers at Red Cove. Drove to freaking Ventura uh, one night and drove back to L.A. because we became obsessed with the Barstool Preachers. All right, a couple little tips for you that I've mentioned before. Uh, Cursed. I finally finished Cursed on Netflix. This is a must-watch show, especially if you like Arthurian legend. I will say I actually picked up the book, ordered the book through Amazon Highly recommend that. I haven't started reading it, but I know it's going to be good. And if you're a Frank Miller fan, you're going to love the book no matter what. And this is where I would recommend. Uh, I'm a big Kindle reader. I know a lot of people love physical books, like turning pages and stuff. And and I I totally get that. But me, I'm like, no, no, give me this. And especially when, like, if you have if you have a wife or husband or partner uh, who who goes to sleep before you, a Kindle is the way to go because you can you can have the light down and you don't have to have like a reading light on. Uh, that being said, there's always some books that you want to pick up an actual physical copy, and I think Cursed is going to be one of those, especially if you're a Frank Miller fan, because it actually has Frank Miller illustrations, which I'm sure are in the Kindle, but they're not going to look as good as a physical book. Uh, I picked one up on Amazon. Weirdly, the hardcover was like 50 cents cheaper than the paperback. Check that out if you're into Frank Miller and or Arthurian Legend. The show was so damn good. I'm, I'm ready for the next season. It's just we probably have like a year and a half till the next season. Uh, courtesy of Netflix's shooting schedule and the pandemic, you know, creating all these other delays when it comes to production. Uh, the Boys. The Boys. That's all I'm going to say. The Boys. If you haven't watched this one on Amazon, it's it's a bit gory. Prepare yourself, but... Oh, oh. It's like every episode I'm like, what? Whoa, uh, okay, all right. And then next episode, like, what? Oh, okay, that's happening. <laughs> so check out The Boys. Uh, and I am prepared for fireworks all around Los Angeles tonight. For those of you not familiar with sports, the Los Angeles Lakers could potentially win the NBA championship tonight. If they don't win tonight, they have the opportunity to win it again on Tuesday. The Miami Heat cannot win the championship tonight. They need to win tonight and then win on Tuesday. Uh, I'm hoping that the Lakers win tonight simply because the game is a little earlier when it happens on Sundays and I'm prepared for these fireworks and my daughter does not like fireworks. So go Lakers, I guess. Let's get these fireworks the hell out of the way and a little earlier in the day because it is Sunday. So basically, the game's starting at 4.30 today. If, if there's a Tuesday game, it's going to start at 6. And if the Lakers win then, that's how much later the fireworks are. An hour and a half later than they would be. My kid will be like in bed as opposed to like getting ready for bed. So it's going to be a whole thing, but I'm prepared for that. And I'm going to give one mention. 
uh, before we close out uh, Common Sense Sundays episode 22. Uh, last song playing six. Last song playing six presented by Wayne Smith Music. Uh, they just finished up LSP5, the all acoustic one. Uh, last song playing six is going to be kicking off in less than a week. We usually do a preview, and I might still be doing a preview, but my schedule's been so packed that this bracket caught up to me. Um, so we may not be able to do a full uh, preview of a bracket rundown like we have done for the past two uh, last song playing. Uh, if we do, that's going to be great. But whether we do or not, make sure you've joined that group. Make sure you're checking checking out when that kicks off. It's going to kick off on Friday. I don't have a date right in front of me, but it's it's the next it's this coming Friday that that one's going to kick off. So make sure you join that group, vote, support some independent music, uh, and hopefully we'll have a preview for you. If we don't have a preview, we're, we'll have a preview on the next one. It's just this one snuck up on me here, and and the schedule's just packed for everything with Go Tell Us the Wall. Of course, with fourth anniversary and everything, it's just been crazy this week, um, but. Nonetheless, make sure you're checking it out regardless of, of what kind of previews we can do. All right. Oh, I think we went, yeah, we went a little over today. That's perfectly all right. My, my light is acting up. My light's acting up. I got to change a bulb in here. I got daylight bulbs in here, and one of them keeps like blip, blip, blip. It's really dumb. Uh, on that note, on the note of my light bulbs being weird, uh, this has been episode 22 of Common Sense Sundays with Go Tell It to the Wall. And also our fourth anniversary episode. Thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who has supported us over the past four years, past four months, past four days, whatever it is. Make sure you're subscribing, sharing, doing all those things. Uh, if, if someone's new, don't have them listen to this episode first. Have them listen to some other episodes first and then get to this one. You know, it's this one's kind of self-serving. I'll admit, this one's a bit self-serving. It's just, I, I feel proud of myself for four years of yelling at a wall. So I get to do, and it's me yelling at a wall. So I get to do this. Uh, and don't forget, you can follow us on multiple platforms, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall, YouTube, uh, search go tell it to the wall, subscribe, uh, my own personal Instagram, which is at SoCalSean, and of course, most importantly, would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Uh, we will be back next week, same wall place, same wall time, with me, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And remember, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, no matter what you do, no matter where you go, no matter who you're with, and especially, no matter why you are doing it, always. Always use common sense.